Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. Okay, welcome Working Interferences listeners. I hope you're both having a great day. Again, I am joined with my wife, Holly. Yay! <laughs> so, we've had uh, a bit of a trip. Um, we we went to Chicago, and so before and getting into... 16 degrees. Six, 16 degrees Fahrenheit, Holly. Fahrenheit, not, not Celsius, because that would be bearable. Yeah, it was yeah. it was cold. Thank goodness. But for you good knew coats. that you go to Chicago in the winter or midwinter, uh, you don't really expect balmy um, sunshine. We had but sunshine. It was. it was actually absolutely beautiful, but it was sixteen degrees. So I spent a lot of my time staring out the window longingly and going, "Oh, it's so pretty. I wonder if I can warm my face through the window." Did that work? Actually, it did. Okay. So we were fine there. All right. All right. So luckily I got to I um gave a lecture for uh GC America. I was uh their first person. I think it was like who else could we get to be 8:30 in the morning on a <laughs> Thursday? And it was uh Yeah, but they all love you. It was that's early. the thing. <laughs> but it was before so early. then, but before then, we were in our connection oh, okay. in the Salt Lake City Airport. And yeah. I'm very much a people watcher. I love to watch people. Yeah, you're I, a creeper. And I listen to everything around me. So I'm like the best person. If someone's going to like attack the place, I'm mm-hmm. like the best person to have at your side because I've already been listening to everybody. Because you've got enemies like Simon. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like on the- guard all the time. <laughs> I feel like I was right ra- because I have eight brothers. I felt like I had to always like be on. I had okay. to be prepared for someone to attack me at any point in time ever growing up all right so we're sitting at the airport and i'm like huh that guy i think he's talking about dentistry i think he's a lab tech and i look at you Mm -hmm. and i'm like hey doc do you know this guy and he stands up and yes he does yeah it was eugene and (laughs) i'm like hey eugene raisinger how you doing so i got to introduce you to eugene yes and eugene came over and sat next to me and the next thing i know i'm like wait where are you from and he's actually from the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, we were just, it, it just seemed like a bunch of posturing. Yet. I mean, they've been invading since 2014. And that's kind of what Eugene told me. He's like, well, you know, we've kind of been waiting for them to invade us for eight years because they keep hinting at it. And so we were talking and his family is still there. And um, I hope everybody is safe. I keep trying to check in because yeah. now I'm friends with them. And I'm like, now I have to make sure everybody's safe. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of explaining to me what was happening over there. And, and what's unfortunate is we are Americans. So we are woefully underinformed on the rest of the world. Well, we're a thousand percent underinformed yeah. about anything, Everything. period. Anything outside the United States, we don't know well, anything. Well, actually, anything in the United States, we don't actually know what's happening then, either. Yeah. We have um, news medias that are now tabloids. And if yeah. if any of us think for a second that, we can trust anything that's been being shown to us. I'm sorry. You're an idiot. (laughs) That's one. That might be a good one to drink to. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I, 
I never pass up an opportunity to sit down and talk to somebody who has firsthand knowledge of what is happening. Right. I trust a person on the ground or with family on the ground that more than CNN. Well, yeah, you have, you know, Eugene's family is there and they are currently in hiding. And, you know, so we kind of had our cordial introduction. We chatted for until air flight left. And then we went to Chicago. The next day, you went in to um, lecture. You did your lecture. Yeah. Everything went great. And then as you're walking out. Yeah, I saw Eugene. Eugene. I'm like, oh, hey, trying to. He he was going to. He followed me. He he spoke right after me, but he had plenty of time to set up. And he was just talking to guys. I was going to get some coffee and breakfast. And he's just like, he's like, and he was like, believe what? Yeah. I'm like, I just got done talking. What what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, they, they, they invaded. I'm like, whoa. So as we were going, ready. so as we were going through this entire weekend, sh- there's a shocking amount of lab techs that are either Croatian, um, Russian, what have you, that are you know in the mix of all of this. Yeah, and a lot of lab techs have have emigrated here, but they still have family over there. Exactly, like Sergey mm-hmm. was another gentleman that we met who's a lab tech. And his family actually had escaped to Croatia just the week before. So he knew that his family was safe while Eugene still had contact with his family while we were there. And now everything is a huge clusterfuck. And so we're hoping that everybody in the Ukraine is okay. If you're trying to get out, I hope you can get out. There are great resources. Um, but be very careful because not everybody is, has good intentions. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy time. I mean, it's the only real way to describe it. I just I thought conventional warfare just was never going to happen really again because at least I don't know everything. The economy is being so interdependent. It just seemed like wars were being prevented because of they're just a bad investment. Yeah, but there's but, some people. There's something called ego that trumps all logic and yeah. that's what we're dealing with now and so anyway so we we went to chicago yeah i dragged I, you along too you had never seen um an exhibit hall i don't think i i'm not as excited about any of that stuff right so we got back sunday night sunday afternoon and uh it was pouring buckets of <sighs> rain so we got to experience yeah we've gone that. from 16 degrees and sunny to 40 degrees and pouring rain and dark and cloudy. So that's what you get when you live in Seattle. And, but when we were in Chicago, we got to go to some cool restaurants. We went to Carnival, Mm -hmm. which I highly recommend if anybody's ever there. And if you have anybody who's a friend of yours at the Soho house, (laughs) try to get in there. And where else did we go? I feel like we went somewhere else, but I don't remember where we went. I don't know. But all the buckets of rain here in Washington was uh, just just a slash, uh, splash of reality to get to, to do all that. Uh, so much so that we uh, lost power um, on the second day. So Tuesday morning because a uh, yeah. little landslide. And so uh, actually it was Monday night watching TV. We're like, well, it's eight o'clock. I guess we're going to bed because we lost the power. And Yeah. Pitch black. And didn't uh, come on for like, what? Like till 520 in the morning. Yeah. So luckily so, we had some phone so battery left. 
So we're back back in the groove <sighs> of, of all that. And so we have a new moon as of yesterday. So hopefully everything decides to chill the fuck out because everything has been kind of wonky the start of this year. So everybody just needs to take a beat and relax. Relax. Then what else? Yeah, so with a new moon, what's that mean? Is that your sp- It's just a new cycle. The planets have moved into different areas, so you have just a different flow and energy about everything. And but you get a new moon every month, right? Right. But the planets move to a new mm-hmm. balance every month. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's retrograde. Sometimes it's Is the Mercury and- always in retrograde? <laughs> Only three times a year it's in retrograde, but the retrogrades last a long time. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's not, it. but we have a new moon. This one's supposed to be full of love and newness. Wasn't that and- one of the twilight books? That's Eclipse. Oh, New Moon. You're right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually one called New Moon. Okay, yeah. Coming back around. All right. I didn't really like that. I don't know. I didn't read them. That series, I had, I struggled with it, having daughters reading it, but that's a whole situation for my therapist to deal with. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, it's been a, a weird, interesting couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, to go from Moab to Chicago to back home and no, we're not going anywhere for a little bit. And yeah. we got, we get to sleep in our own bed for, for a spell. So if you um, don't have a weighted blanket, I <laughs> highly right. I, recommend investing in one. I bought one for doc about two Christmases ago thinking I'm going to get this and maybe he'll be able to sleep. Okay. Yes, he can sleep. And, and so can you. And so can I. And anytime we go to a hotel now, we're like, could we have six blankets? Yeah. And well, like, at, at one point, we used to travel with a weighted blanket. Where Where is that? I don't know what happened to it. I wonder if we left it in a hotel oh, by Jesus. accident. But every time we go, that we ask for all these blankets, and they'll always bring us like two. So then yeah. we have to call back and say, could two we get more. two more? And then they bring us. So by the time we leave, we have like the weight of our weighted blanket on our bed. (laughs) But I'm sure they think we're completely insane. This last time I asked the guy, I go, do you guys have a weighted blanket? And he's like, no, but that would be a great thing if we did. I'm yeah, like, you could charge you know extra. What? It really would be a great thing. If no, seriously, it. if they were to say, "Well, for ten dollars more, we can you can have a weighted blanket during the trip," I'd pay I'd it. Be like, sign me the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even hesitate. I'd just be add it to the room charge. I mean, I'm. So, if any of you have thought about therapy and you're not quite <laughs> there yet, I suggest getting a weighted blanket. There is something about it that just helps you sleep, and. You know, you you still might wake up a couple times a night because you have high anxiety, whatever. But you go back to sleep, and it's delightful, and it's cheap therapy. Just get one. I just don't. I don't see where therapy comes in involved with that. I, it's just you're going to get in a good night's sleep. Well, but some people have a lot of anxiety. That's why they go to a therapist, or they're depressed, or uh. different things, and. The weighted blanket helps with that mental... So a weighted blanket is better than better help? No, that's not okay. what I said. All right. I said if you're on, if you're not so sure about therapy, okay. but you need some help, get a weighted blanket. All right. Because they're great. Okay. All of my children have them. Mm-hmm. You have them. We have one that we travel with. I have a, uh, one or two at the office. We have them for our patients at the office. Yeah. So... Um. 
Yeah. And and most of them really like it. Some of them are like, um, go ahead and get this off of me. Like, oh, the okay. only <laughs> people that have a problem with it are the women that are going through menopause and hot flashes that mm. can't handle anything. They can barely handle having their clothes on. So... When we're really appreciative yeah, that they are wearing them. Stay in so your keep, clothes. Keep, keep, keep them on. Keep, keep them stay on. Stay in your clothes. All right. So um, this is an advice show. This is a show where we try to answer your questions. Oh, we, really quick. Guess who we got to meet? The man who won't answer any of these questions. Oh, <laughs> We answer the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. And he was incredibly sweet. <laughs> he was a very sweet old man. He, he pretended that he recognized me. And um, he was very excited that we talk about him on the podcast. Well, he was more of confused. Uh, more than, I don't think he was confused. His, his staff was more excited than he was. He yes, was the, he, the, his, his <laughs> people were very excited. They were embarrassed when we explained, what, what do you mean questions that Gordon can't answer? So you said one and they're like they started blushing i thought they were gonna clutch pearls and and, and, and faint but <laughs> <laughs> but they're like "Ooh, let me follow your podcast so so it works out yeah um yeah we we uh, find all those uh questions from all those neat little facebook groups we answer questions from reddit so um yeah i i found um a couple questions on reddit that i thought would be interesting uh, did you did too? You were scouring. Mine has nothing to do with dentistry. Okay, all right. Well, I thought this was a good one because um, I because as I was reading it to you, I already responded because I, I wanted to get my two bits out there, and uh, you basically said everything that I'd already typed. So we're we're pretty simpatico. So uh, Reddit user Bored Blonde eight 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 four hours ago. So it's fresh. Four hours ago said, "Why are dentists anti veneer?" <clears throat> Question for the dentists out there. Why are so many of you anti-veneer? I'm a patient in my early 20s who wanted veneers. I met with three different cosmetic dentists and all had the same response. Your teeth are well-shaped. You should do Invisalign and whitening. I wouldn't recommend veneers because it's not necessary. I did wind up doing Invisalign and whitening, but I'm confused as to why they don't just want to take the fifteen dollars to $20,000. Months of Invisalign follow-ups for $7,000 seems like a worse deal for the dentist. Uh, asterisk, I do understand that veneers aren't ideal at a young age, but I also understand that dentists generally want to make money and veneers seem to be a huge potential profit. No drinking, no smoking, no medical conditions, coffee one times a day. Okay. What's her name again? Bored Blonde 888. So Bored Blonde 888, here's the ultimate reason why all three of those doctors didn't do veneers on you. It's because they are, they are not sure enough of their clinical skill or they have no clinical skill to actually give you a result that you're going to want. So they know that with whitening and Invisalign, it's pretty much a no-brainer and it's reversible. It's reversible. It's conservative. You haven't done anything, any, anything irreversible to them. But this is something that 99.8% of of the population doesn't know is that when it says cosmetic in a practice's name, like bright smiles, cosmetic dentistry, that means that they will do white crowns, which every dentist knows how to do a crown and they do white fillings 
and not only the amalgam fillings. Well, it, it's so many dentists are just plain misleading. They their logo says uh, family and cosmetic dentistry, and that's what it, what the population thinks is all dentists are cosmetic dentists, which is not true. I would say only about fifteen percent of them are cosmetic lead trained right dentist and and i don't want this to sound like i'm tooting my own horn i'm you know patting my own back and but my response was those dentists were um honest in their they those the dentists that said no know their limitations they know their lab is probably just adequate they know their margins are probably not that great because one one dentist responded says yo the margins will eventually collect plaque and get decay there i'm like maybe your margins. Well, I mean, we have patients that have had their veneers for 25 years. One of, I mean, your first cases still mm-hmm. have their veneers and they're still beautiful as if they were the first day they walked out of your office. Right. And it's and- because I, I got trained at LVI on how to actually prep the teeth, how to actually bond the teeth, how to do everything. Well, and that's the thing, you know, the public needs to know that they're allowed to interview their dentists right. and they should be going in and saying, can I see your work? Not, not, not your stock photos because, um, everyone out there, I have found my own photos on three other doctors' websites and direct mail pop, and uh, direct marketing. And, and I actually called one of them and I said, yeah, this girl that you have in this, uh, flyer, that's me. Why is it on your flyer when you, you didn't do my work and yeah, his get, response was, oh, I thought that was a stock photo. I said, no, it came from my husband's website. But, but even if it was a stock photo, uh, um, dude, you're using stock photos. Yeah, stop how, using How about use your own photos. damn photos? Um, uh, there was one of the responses from another dentist there was, was just talking about that. Um, well, the, in, the, in their question itself says, you know, oh, you sh- not to do it because it's an elective procedure. Well, pretty much everything we do in dentistry is, is elective. elective. Because you don't need your teeth. I don't. Everything is elective. We have this conversation with patients all the time. You can do. Here's everything that needs to be done if you want to keep your teeth. Mm -hmm. You can do some of it. You can do none of it. You don't even have to have your teeth. Yeah. So you make your decision. Well, my what I hate the most is when someone comes in and they say, tell me everything I need. Uh, Just I, I don't care what it is. Just tell me what I need. And I just go. You don't need anything. Yeah, everything we do is elective. So that that was that was a dentist who I would say is not a cosmetic dentist because if he was a cosmetic dentist, he knows that most of his work is elective. Well, and I laughed at one of the other comments on there was, well, the ethical ones don't take away tooth structure. No, you just can't do it. Yeah. So you. Well, want- they said that uh, that veneers really only should be for older people with misshapen teeth. So only so, older people need to have a higher self-esteem well, that's if the you thing. have an issue with Who's your Who's the teeth? best person to be getting an investment in a brand new smile? The younger person who's developing their own self-esteem. Well, and that's the thing. We had that young guy in the military who came to us and he didn't have horrible teeth, but he had teeth that were smaller. Yeah. So he had a diastema he, and he looked young. Yeah, he, and the teeth he, made he, him look a little bit and made him look younger. Well, and there's something we were showing pictures of, of people to others. And, and the common thing that we got when people had kind of short, squatty teeth with a diastema, there was definite an implying people perceived them as dumber. Well, just like when people wear glasses, they're perceived as smarter. 
Right. But his comment to us was, I know that I will never be able to move up in the military because everybody thinks I'm so young. Mm -hmm. And so he knew that he was never going to get the respect no matter how old he was because he looked young. Yeah. And when we redid his teeth, he all of a sudden looked more proportional to his age. Yeah. Everything about it was an improvement. And, and what's interesting is it's usually the, the dentists that are anti-veneers are usually the dentists that aren't, aren't trained. They, um, they have never done a smile makeover because them trying to do just single units are just barely adequate. And, um, I mean, it used to be about 20% of our cases used to be redoing other cases because they were done so poorly. So you look at my Instagram and I've got a bunch of before and afters and sometimes there are veneers there that were only a couple years old, but decay everywhere and cracked and broken. And so if you're judging the longevity of veneers based on some people's experience. Well, I also think that part of the problem with some of these docs and their failures is they don't actually read the directions of the products (laughs) that they use. And that's something that is way more apparent to me now that we've had some assistants who you've questioned, well, why aren't you doing that? Well, none of my other doctors ever read it. This is just what they did. And this is why they have failures. Mm -hmm. Read the fucking directions. There's actually a way you're supposed to do something. Well, what I hate it, I'll go to other offices to fill in and I'm looking for a timer. Where's the timer? Because you're going to etch this for 12 seconds. We're going to place the bonding agent for, you know, I, I, I want it there for 20 seconds before I blow it, evaporate the solvent and, and everything. You don't just put it in and then blow air and cure. But that's the thing. It's like. And every product's different. So you have to read the directions to know. Read the fucking directions. I read the directions on how to use my remote. And guess what? I can use my remote. Mm-hmm. I, I read the directions on how to use my KitchenAid. Guess what? I'm a pretty damn good cook. <laughs> hey, read the directions. Yeah. Or at the very least, watch a YouTube video that is, you know, that gives visual you the directions. directions. But so. it's, yeah. So when you have a question like that, it's kind of a loaded question because you're going to get comments from people who don't read directions, who think they know everything, that don't know anything. Yeah. And, and, and I feel bad for the consumers out there. Like when we do consultations, some of them have come from other offices and then they're confused. Wait, they told me this and this. And I'm like, ugh. But see, the problem is when we have our consultations, I always started out with when you were there, did they show you the doctor's work? That's my first question. Like pictures of before and after work? Yes. Yeah. And usually they're like, no. I said, don't go back to that office. If they're not willing to show you their work right off the bat, there's a reason. Well, usually those of us that actually do cosmetic cases on a regular basis, we document, we take photos because we're communicating to the, and that's not just for before and afters. It's to be able to communicate to the lab, what we're working with, what we're doing, what you need. And then when we get done, we always, it's kind of a trophy. I want the nice pictures when we're done. And now I've got a collection of before and afters. So if you go to an office that doesn't have any before and afters to show you, then that means they don't have any because they've never done any. Right. And that's Um, what I always ask. I'm like, you know, they may want to take your $15,000, but if they don't have anything to show you, that should be a huge red flag. Yeah. Oh, and I helped write that one chapter in that book, talk about how to choose a cosmetic dentist. And, And there's signs that you're in the wrong office. And one of them is if they, if you say, I want a new smile and they say, oh, the answer is six veneers. 
that means that dentist has zero training. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Six is never the the answer. Six can be, I've done six, but six is a compromise. Right. It's it's something like they just couldn't afford it. And, and no matter, and half the time when someone comes in, it could just, they're, they can only afford six. I might throw in the, uh, another one or two to, to make it right occasionally. Yeah. But for the most part, if, if they're okay with themselves and that's all they're willing to spend, then that's their choice. Right. We have already presented the best of the options. So when I do six, it's not, I didn't lead with six. I settled on six. Yeah. And it's interesting to me how many guys would do work that they don't know how to do but also refuse to take the training to do the work that they want. Well, to do. a lot of them don't know what they don't know. They don't know that what their work that they're doing, where they can feel the margins because they don't use an iTero. So they, that would, you shouldn't cement a front veneer. Oh, I love that one case. The AACD sent me a case because this one patient had, uh, just could never get a, a result. It, when the patient finally showed up, she showed me, she'd gone to this other office 15 times and still, she had a, a well, and she wasn't being a bitch about no, it. No, not at all. But then I, I, I thought she had PFMs, and then when I, because of the way it looked like on the X-rays, and they sent the X-rays for me to 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 accept the case or not. Um, I I thought they were PFMs, and I said these okay, these aren't so veneers. This, so for those of you that don't know what he's talking about, who sent him this case? Tell them. Okay, the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry had a case that they were doing. It was a charitable uh, case, a donation case. So they somebody did. It was a give back a smile program, and somebody locally was had done this smile, and it just wasn't the result that the it patient was, was horrible. I wouldn't say horrible, but the patient was well, very very upset. And, well, they kept popping off, and she and, had to go back fifteen times. How right. many times does it need to pop off before the doctor says maybe I'm not your guy? Yeah. Well, what was the telling thing was they were trying to do a zirconia veneer. Zirconia cannot be bonded. We got better agents now where you can almost kind of sort of bond. But if they would have done a lithium disilicate, you could bond to it. If you're going to do zirconia, it's got to be a crown. And this was a, a, a veneer. And they kept trying to put cement in there. Or, or they tried to bond to zirconia, which won't bond. So it kept coming off. So at this point, all that was left is I ended up having to do a crown because the the it was the lateral died and had to have endo. So they got endo and then I redid the bridge in the, in that, that lateral in lithium disilicate. So, uh, you know, Lisi from GC America, they looked great and it took, she was shocked. It only took two visits for me to be done. The last place took 15. Yeah. I just, so, it's amazing. To so me. there's a lot of dentists out there. And to be honest, they had gone to a dentist who was professing to be a cosmetic dentist. They donated their services through American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. So you're from the consumer standpoint, I would have assumed that they were in capable hands. So it's just unfortunate that the consumer is the one that has a, has the, the challenging task of discerning who's capable and who isn't because all the dentists are going to say they're capable. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, Clint's boss, who has never, ever taken CE ever in his life. <laughs> and Because he went to Michigan and Michigan's so good that you don't have to take CE after dental school. No, you sh you're, you're brilliant and you know everything because nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes. Yeah. Get See, out of my head. That guy's a fucking moron. Get out of my head. But yeah, so um, to that. I said good day. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for my TED talk. Um, all right. Next user. Um Sinkle123 
says, not sure if girlfriend should go back to the dentist. Please help. At first, I'm thinking they're thinking, going back's a good idea. You should go at least twice a year, maybe more. Well, I was thinking something totally sideways that something else had gone wrong. And Oh, really? Yeah. But okay. Do you I'm want to gonna, discuss it? I don't think so, because I have to like work it out of my head. But okay. I'm like, this sounds very sexual. What did you do oh, to wow. her that made her think that? I wasn't thinking that whatsoever. I don't know why I went there. But... I, I don't either. I don't either. Okay, so about a week and a half ago, my girlfriend bumped her mouth on something which resulted... Oh, I'm sure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Which resulted in a horrific toothache. It was so unbearable, I ended up taking her to the emergency See, dentist. this is where I got the sexual thing, because you read this already to me, Mom, and she bumped her tooth on something She bumped hard. her head and went to bed and couldn't get up in the morning. I was like, is she going downtown? Is she... Oh, okay. That's where I, I was... That's... I just didn't get that. That's from... where I automatically went, because wow. he was so concerned, because I'm like, were you responsible? I... Huh. Are you reading it in a different light now? N- no, I'm just not sure I want to finish. <laughs> Everybody wants to finish. <laughs> okay. It was so unbearable. I ended up taking her to the emergency dentist where they said it was a ligament strain and prescribed pain medication. And I just, you know, to be fair, so many times patients stories, their, their ability to recant history is just wrong. This, that if you were to call the other dentist and he would just say, I did not say that. But of course, this is the telephone game and everything. So ligament sprain, prescribed pain medication. Fast forward a few days and her face is swollen and nose is stuffed up. She ended up going to another doctor who said it was sinusitis and prescribed an antibiotic. Again, um, tooth trauma and swelling, I, I'm never thinking sinusitis. But anyway, that's maybe that's just me. All right. It's been a couple of days since then, and it's not getting any better. She ended up going to another doctor who said it was sinusitis and prescribed an antibiotic. It's been a couple days since then, and it's not getting any better, and a gum boil has formed. It has pus coming out as well. This is leading her, or us, to believe maybe it's an abscessed tooth. Not sure if she should wait another day or two to see if the antibiotics help or if she should go back to the emergency dentist. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. So this was 24 minutes old when I got it. So I answered it right away because there is a certain amount of urgency to this. Um, Even a new grad dentist, I'm pretty sure, knows that if you've got a trauma and swelling and whether the the x-ray isn't necessarily going to show anything because it only shows chronic things. So if it's a new situation, don't trust the x-ray alone. But if you've got swelling, yeah, I'm, you're probably opening that tooth. Or at the very least, you're going to incise and drain the um, the soft tissue to get right. that stuff to, to, to drain. At this point, now that there's a boil, then yeah, this this is a... Now you have a fistula. It's draining. Let's, this tooth is necrotic. We, you got to get in there and, and it's the, in the acute phase. So get, open the tooth up, put some medicine in there, give it a couple of weeks for it to do its, do its job. And then, um, root canal and crown, uh, finish all that up. So I, I responded right away. Just saying, yeah, if this tooth can be saved, depending on where it is and what the condition is, if it can be saved, then it needs a root canal and a crown. Um, not much else. It's pretty straightforward uh, on that one. Um, did you have any more? Do you have another question? No. Did you want to say anything about this? No, other than you're right. <laughs> That's all I wanted to hear. Well, I already told you my whole thought process on it. And I yeah, was... you went sideways on, on, on that. So, so that's um, why I just stopped talking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's probably best. 
All oh, right. We didn't talk about the Holderness family. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Um, so we're big fans of Amazing Race. Amazing Race, best show be on TV. Excellent on that show. If we could get into shape again. Well, not just that. If we could get time off. And that kind of time off. That is actually true. That's that's a big thing. If I could get because right now we're work, work, working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If I could get a partner to come in and work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if anybody out there actually has dental skills and maybe thinking that they want to work a couple days a week, um, they live in the Seattle area or want to move or to the Seattle. Move to, you know, give us a ring. I would take you under my wing and show you what I know, and uh, that alone is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in CE. And then if you decide you want to buy our practice, so be it. Take it off my hands. Yeah. And it would give me the time to go run the amazing race. And that would be amazing because we would be the potty mouth holderness. Yeah. So I, I look at them as I, I want to emulate them. I think they are fantastic people. I, I may be totally wrong. But, but for what is, I can, we've only seen what we've, we've seen. We've seen what that, we've seen. But they... I, I truly believe the reason that they won. Spoiler alert. Um, spoiler alert, but fucking watch it. Yeah, if, if you haven't watched by now. If you're not a real fan, so it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. <laughs> um, but they didn't turn on each other ever. No. And yes, they got frustrated. But well, I mean, like more, Kim was, looked in the, like he had a f- map up front. She's like, is there a map anywhere? He's like, yeah, we're right here. And she just kind of looks in the camera, but it was more for comedic effect and yeah, not real. It's kind of like, duh. Yeah. It, but we're we, lost and you have a map. We've seen a lot of, <laughs> uh, we've watched every episode of the amazing race yeah. and we've seen couples just, some people are just nasty employed, implode on themselves because yeah. they, first of all, can't own their own shit. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't, they, they're, they're never wrong. And that was the one thing I really appreciated with them is they were like, oh my God, when he was in that fucking mail room and he's like, this clue cannot be the clue because mm-hmm. it's not yellow. Yeah, it was the wrong color. And it says clue right on it. But she was just like, there's nothing I can do about it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe that that is the reason that they won is because they never once turned against each other. They and were just steady. Each other. Yeah. They were just steady through the whole thing. And, and they were incredibly supportive of each other. You oh, know? To be fair, Ryan and Dusty never really turned each other either. No, but they did turn on themselves. Um, Ryan, was it Ryan? No, Dusty, you know, the rocks? That was yes. Dusty. And Ryan made Dusty take a break and just go take a, a yeah. look at the view. And, you know, in life, you kind of have to have those people who are going to say, dude, check yourself. You're going to wreck yourself because you got to get out of your head right now. Ryan is just a superstar. I mean, yeah. this guy was in prison for 10 years for, for no reason. For the re- for, he did nothing. He did nothing at all. And they basically set him up to take the fall for everything because they didn't actually fucking want to do their job and find out who really did it. And... Yeah. So if you if you haven't seen the show, watch on Netflix Dream Killer, and it's Ryan's story, and it's just fucking amazing. And he just seems I can't believe he's such a well adjusted guy. From what I can tell, well adjusted for what he went through. Yeah, I'd be bitter and angry and yeah. and lighting things on fire. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so congratulations to the Holderness family. They did a great job. Ben and Kim, ben and are Kim awesome. did amazing jobs. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's kind of really inspirational to watch this last season of amazing race yeah because it actually took two years to complete it because of covid covid shut them down so they they'd already done a couple it, episodes and then and then they went had, home yeah and then no one knew if they would be back or not so that was pretty amazing that yeah. also happened this week that so was really really the cool. new moon 
season finale of uh and they're they're in, they're Race. youtube influencers so they did a, a recap video with uh, parody to rems it's the end of the world which is fucking phenomenal so well done he, phenomenal it's, it's I just was like wow yeah i don't know yeah he's so. way he's pen is very talented pen's amazing um but i also was looking on reddit okay but i went a totally different direction did my other question inspire you to f- go a different direction no, I don't remember. With the person went down and No, I didn't her. hear that until after. Okay. Okay. But um, this one was one of the best. What is the best thing to say to somebody to subtly fuck with their heads? So I'm going to ask you what the number one response was. To subtly fuck with someone? Yes. So listen very carefully. What would you change about yourself apart from the obvious? <laughs> 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 oh that's awesome <laughs> that's a, okay. i was like so that's one that's a pretty ingenious okay. one yeah. i liked that one i was like sign me the fuck up on that one yeah um the the next one is there is a room in your house where time doesn't flow you could stay in there for as long as you you could possibly want and not a second will have passed outside that room. What would you use this room for? And the top response was I'd arrange all of my social interactions to take place just outside the door. And then if anyone says anything that needs a comeback, I can casually slip inside and think of the perfect thing to say. (laughs) <laughs> it was like there was an SNL skit where this guy just, he was just slow in the take, just dim-witted. And uh, then he got like a, a time machine. And so he went back in time. And then when someone said something, he was totally quick-witted and, and his answers were were in, in witty. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of brilliant. <laughs> One person's like, that's a complete waste of a room. Yeah. I was like, you know, I would, yeah, so many different things. Not that. So the next question was, so these are all things y'all can think about. What's the most wholesome conspiracy theory? First, I got to know all the different conspiracy theories. and find We know one. 50 million of them, but the, the best one was rocks are soft until you touch them. First of all, I didn't know that was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Second of all, I was like, what if that was fucking true? Well, it's like that. It's like that bullshit. Did you know there's a, a group out there called Birds Aren't Real? No, but I also didn't know that this was a thing. Yeah. So, well, once you're aware like, of it, suddenly you're you're now aware. Now I'm like, where's the birds? So I guess that would be. They think it's a government thing. It's it's a stupid group full of stupid people. So. So next. yeah. Um, What are some good, weird questions to ask someone to get to know them better? And the number one response, what do you hate? Seriously, you can have nothing in common with a person, but as soon as you realize you both hate the same thing, you feel like that dude is family. (laughs) Seriously, have you ever noticed that? No. If you ever get mad at something or you're yelling at the TV and someone else is yelling at the TV and you're like, 
Right, bro? Well, I I'm guess in. well, I guess it's the the definition of the enemy of my enemy hey, is my friend. My, yeah. Like, <laughs> so the next time I'm challenging all of you, when you meet somebody for the first time, first thing to ask is one of these questions. Tell me what you hate. Um What do you hate? Um what's your most what what's a what's a conspiracy theory? And um what would you what, change about yourself would, other than the obvious? Yes. That's my favorite <laughs> one. And I think I'm going to start using it because I, I, I do like that. one. Every time we meet somebody, I'm just going to say, oh, what would you change about yourself other than the obvious? Yeah. Just super casually slip it into conversation. Just like I did with you. And you were like, wait, what? <laughs> Brilliant. And I'm going to leave these words with you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, I probably should, should wrap it up. Uh, we got to our episode a little late this week. So um, rate and review us, please. Um, I've actually enjoyed having people um, uh, give us some feedback. We've gotten a lot of feedback lately. And, and one person was totally impressed that I used a Britpop band cast few weeks ago when you said walk away oh we also need to do a shout out for that guy from gc america who sent you that little package or is it oh yeah so jay quint whipple in um phoenix i believe he's in phoenix sent me because i I gave a lecture for gc gc america he gave me a little this really cool medallion um little logo kind of thing where it says, I don't see fear as fear, but as opportunity to learn. And then uh, 11 February, 1921. So the hundred year that. anniversary. Um, and it's got a picture of, I'm pretty sure that's Mount Fuji. Okay. I don't know. Well, it was really nice. It was really, really cool. I um, really appreciate it when people send us little treats that they are thinking of us. Yeah, that was very, very cool. Um, got that just, just yesterday. So, um, Thank you, J. Quint Whipple. I don't know if his dental lab is his own name or if it's um, Phoenician Dental Studio. Okay. So the Phoenician Dental. Uh, I'm just going to give a big shout out to how to contact. Phoenician Dental is in um, Gilbert, Arizona. Actually, only a couple blocks, a couple miles from Skyler. Um, 1757 Baseline Road. So Phoenician Dental Studios, um, I've seen he's part of the Dental Technicians Guild, the DTG group. So I trust his opinion on things as well. So um, thank you so much. Um, So yeah, back to rate and review us. Um, Please give us some feedback. Interact with what we're doing. Tell tell us what you think. Like us on Instagram. Give us five stars. Like us on uh, Twitter or follow us. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, all under Winterferences. Winterferences at uh, both Twitter and um, Instagram. Instagram. What about uh, Facebook? Is Facebook it- just says Working Interferences. Okay. And um, yeah, we're 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 all over the place. So uh, this week, I um, so we're gonna finish with a song like we always do. And uh, this week, I decided to. I was talking to Chris Stafford about his upcoming Coist trip, and he had mentioned uh, oh, that's one right. of his uh, one of his favorite bands ever was uh, Manic Street Preachers. So we're gonna use use the song "Motorcycle Emptiness" as our outro music this week. So 
Are you familiar with the Manic Street Preachers? I have never heard of them, Mm. but I'm very excited to hear them. I bet you are. I'm always game. (laughs) Always game. All right. So for Holly Timmerman, this is Lance Timmerman. Peace. Love you.